Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm the host of Allergic to Small Talk. I'm an expat living in the UK. I own two businesses, have my executive MBA from Pepperdine University, and I come riding dirty, having fallen from the polished corporate world. Allergic to Small Talk is a show about how to grow your small business through networking, plus the tools and resources needed to develop your foundation as a business owner. If you're allergic to small talk, get ready for big conversations that are delivered to you in bite-sized chunks that you can implement right away to transform the way you view, operate, and grow your business. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. There are infinite business networking groups that exist in the world, but which one is truly right for you and your business? Hey there, and welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week teaching you the latest tips and tools to grow your network and to grow your small business. On this episode, we're going to focus on a very special independent networking groups. You see, there are so many different types of networking groups that exist in the world, from traditional networking like Chamber of Commerce to nonprofit networking like you might find with the Rotary or with the Kiwanis Clubs of the world. But you then have a very special group of independent networking groups. And I have a very special guest for us today that's going to talk about her group called Ripple Effects. And the co-founder and managing partner is named Christine Smith. Christine is a divorced mom of one who enjoys helping change the way people operate in the professional world. She has an engineered, artistic mind with a bartender's personality who can often be found networking with the world's most up-and-coming impactors and influencers. Christine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So Christine, I gave you a short introduction, but I always love for my guests to share in their own words. When people say, Christine, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you say? It's really hard to give people in a nutshell who I am, what (laughs) what it is I do and all that, right? So I usually, I call myself the Obi-Wan Kenobi of networking and that always usually leads people to ask questions. And then sometimes I'll follow up and say, hey, I'm legit the purple haired unicorn that you'll find. I can easily be spotted in a room because I'm 5'11 and I usually have heels on. So I'm usually like 6'2. So I definitely stick out like a sore thumb. (laughs) I love that. As many of you know, our team at Cut Class is passionate about helping people transition from their 9 to 5 to building a business that they love. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. I remember climbing the corporate ladder getting my executive MBA, and making great money and driving a fancy car. But at the end of the day, I was frustrated and miserable because I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing to hit success. It wasn't until I completely unplugged from what the world always told me would make me happy that I was able to find my genius zone and turn it into a business. I now have the freedom around time and finances that I've always wanted. So if you're in a similar situation where you're in a nine to five that's frustrating and unfulfilling and you're thinking about starting a business so you can control your time and finances, then let's hop on a call 
and let's talk about creating your new future. A link to book a call will be in the show notes. You have a dynamic, super rad networking group called Ripple Effects. Can you just give us a little bit of background into what happened in your career, in your background that led you to creating this group for the world? So it all started back actually when I worked in the car business. And the day that I left was to go into financial advising. And I knew right then and there that the reason why I was making that transition outside of sanity was <laughs> I'm making this big career shift because I want to be a resource. What that looked like at the time is definitely very different than what it is now. When I got into financial services, it is still unfortunately a very archaic industry, predominantly male and you know the oh what worked for us 30 years ago should still work now, which doesn't. But having those conversations is met with a lot of walls and toxicity and it's just a challenge. And when I first started in the industry, I was told to go network. Well, what does that mean? We'll go to chamber events, go to you know networking groups, but no one actually talks about what that looks like, how to have those conversations, how to build your brand, you know what you should be saying, except for, oh, hi, my name is Christine Smith. I work for XYZ Financial Company and I'm a finance rep, which it, by the way is garbage. <laughs> like that's, that's, yes. you know, people aren't excited to have a conversation with a financial advisor. So after going to events and experiencing the repercussions of the financial industry and how people feel about it, which isn't good, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like people just kind of looking at me and having this disgusted look on their face just because they read my name tag and they're like, oh, you're one of them. I don't want to talk to you. You're just going to you know, sell me insurance. I was <laughs> like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. And Interestingly, I met somebody who was running these networking groups and I started taking over those groups. And I started learning like, wow, this is actually being a resource. You share connections and skills. And I started changing my language and how I was having conversations with people and potential clients. And I just was getting a much better response. And I was like, okay, there's something to this, right? Like, I don't need to talk about what I do in the way that I was taught. Let me just talk about it in a matter of fact way. And like, how can I help you? And what do you need help with? And what can I do for you? That's being a resource. And it ultimately led to, I started running networking workshops. I was teaching other people and other financial advisors how to network better. It led me to running my own networking events because I hated how the networking events I was going to were so old school and were very not inclusive, especially they were very predominantly male and it was super hard to break out into you know those groups and very clicky. And it's very awkward if you're a first timer trying to get into the networking space. So I was like, why do we have to only focus on the professional pieces? <laughs> Why can't we focus on personalities and interests and hobbies and life experience? So the events I started with were uh, wine and game speed networking. And I actually had games on the table like Jenga and Trouble and just different things that we you know, all have from our childhood. And I'd let people network for the first like half hour because no one shows up on time, right? So I did that on purpose. <laughs> I started the event a half hour after I said the event started and get people seated at their tables hey, go sit with people you don't know. And then I would say, okay, for this amount of time, you don't know how long it's going to be. I'm going to set the timer. And you're going to talk about what you want it to be when you grow up. Go, right? And they're only talking about that. They're not allowed to hand out business cards, not allowed to talk about what they do, 
can't even say that, without being prompted. And each round, there would be a different topic. And some of those rounds, I would do team building exercises. So you're doing team building exercises with people you don't know. And what was really magical about watching this and participating in it is what happened. People bond with people that they share things with, right? And it's not just the sales piece, right? It's all these other things. And it just led to like the following of people for me and like, wow, you put on these really cool events and they're really different. I get a lot out of it. I get a lot of connections. Like I've gotten a lot of sales out of it. And I was like, okay, how do we keep building that momentum? Right. And ripple effects started right before pandemic, ironically, not for any reason other than that's just kind of what happened. And we were (laughs) only meeting in person. I shifted the groups to virtual just because, you know, pandemic. And I was like, hey, we're just going to do it this way. Quick decision. And then we ended up having a lot of people join because of the ease of time to a degree, right? There's still time you have to commit to the groups, whether you come weekly or monthly. But the difference between our groups versus other groups that are out there, this is a support network. So we are not only connecting people to other people, but the connections are intentional. It is not just sales connections. It's building relationships, getting your brand out there, having other people recognize you, recognize your brand, be able to talk about you in a cohesive manner on a consistent basis. Because at the end of the day, we only have 24 hours, everybody. It's just impossible to build your business 100% by yourself. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. If you think you can do it by yourself, then this isn't for you. You need to be in a supported environment with access to resources, skills, experience, connections that you wouldn't have otherwise had access to had you not been a part of this type of space. And it truly does have a ripple effect. The thing that I tell people is like, I'm telling you right now, when you join, you're going to experience a type of networking you've never experienced before. You will actually experience a ripple effect where you're going to get inundated with these amazing people all at once. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I've never had this happen before. This is too much. (laughs) Christine, I love a lot of everything that you've just said, but something that really stood out to me was the thought that really goes into the connections that are in that room. And what I really want to distinguish for the listeners is, yes, the Chamber of Commerce is great. Yes, going to focus on like a nonprofit is great because you have that commonality of whatever that nonprofit causes, right? But there's not a lot of thought that goes into the connections that are in that room. Everybody kind of goes gangbusters and you're left to figure it out on your own. Whereas with Ripple Effects, you guys really take the time and thought process into figuring out how can we actually set this person on fire in a good way? Like, how is it that they are going to best succeed and be supported once they join our tribe? So that is a big kudos to you guys. Thank you. So can you talk about what are the resources that you offer in your group that is very different from a lot of the groups that exist in the world? I would say the resources are, we're always trying to keep our members growing. So what that looks like is we just started offering a monthly group that's available because not everybody has the time. Even though I think you should be spending the time, people don't always (laughs) have the time, right? So those are two very different things. So I'm like, okay, you should always be networking, but here is an option. So you're getting at least 90 minutes a month of strategic and intentional conversations with the right tribe, right? 
we do workshops. So we're trying to ensure that our members are thinking a little bit differently. So there's a lot of mindset shifts that happen within our groups because people that are already good networkers can be better networkers. And how do we help them become more efficient? And we teach all kinds of different things. And it's not just us. Like we have other speakers come in, other experts in other areas. It could be something as simple as like your LinkedIn profile. Like, hey, we need to network effectively. Do you have the right messages in your brand? Is it reflective 100% through and through? How are you saying? How is it being heard? We do all kinds of tests around that. I do fun exercises with that too. Obviously, we do the event piece. So we do virtual and we do in-person events. And again, sometimes we'll have things that are structured and sometimes they're not. You know, hey, we're just going to get together. We're going to go for a walk and just talk about whatever comes to mind. And I think the other thing too is is there's no pressure here. So a lot of groups have the pressure of the leads concept, which I feel like is it reminds me of like school when you had homework and not everybody does homework, right? We know who those kids <laughs> yeah. are, right? You might've been one of them. <laughs> not everybody does their homework. Some of them do, and some of them do it last minute and some of them copy off somebody else, right? Well, that still applies in the professional world, especially when you're asking somebody to do something. And when it comes to leads, well, I'm going to be the person that's going to go out of my way and finding something quality for somebody, but I can't expect that in return. And how do I know that what this was, what lead was just handed to me isn't something that they just pulled off their phone two seconds ago. So in my opinion, it's very misaligned when you're only focusing on the sales piece. So we're really trying to help people open their minds to, you don't know where your opportunities are going to come from. So if you know how to have more impactful conversations When you're in those one-to-ones, when you're actually going to events, if you're leading an event, like how do you get the most fruit out of the time that you're spending? So every single time it's a home run, regardless if you get a client out of it, you get a client funnel, you got somebody that's going to cheer for you. Well, that could lead and is always going to lead to more opportunity your way. So big difference compared to other groups that are out there. I love that. So for the listeners that are listening out there, what's really key when you're evaluating handing your money over for a membership every month or every year or whatever that membership cost membership structure looks like figure out what that structure is does it work for you does it work for your schedule does it work for the time that you have to give to that group but also what's super important is what do you get for your money and actually speak to the owners and Christine's a really phenomenal owner of a phenomenal group and really listen to what it is that they're trying to achieve, what it is that they instill in their members, because education is one of the biggest factors that I look for when deciding whether or not to refer somebody to a group or joining myself. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you are not the smartest person in the room. You want to make sure that you're always learning. So if you can find groups, especially like Christine's, that are going to actually invest in you and teach you a skill that you can actually carry on beyond that meeting, you have like a golden ticket. So make sure you're really looking at membership structure and then what you're actually going to get for your money month over month or year on year. And the other thing I would add to that, honestly, something I've learned over the years is that a lot of people have the scarcity mindset, right? And it applies to any position, any job. And what I have found is you want to join a networking group that works with other networking groups. Because 
I've noticed that a lot of networking groups will not play together at all, which I don't understand because you shouldn't just be in one circle. And I want to make that very clear to everybody that's listening. Like, I don't want people to only join Ripple Effects. I want people to Mm -hmm. join different types of groups just because you're going to get a variety, right? Like, I'm in a mom's club. (laughs) That that is not (laughs) at all. But that's a whole other group of people, right? And and that serves parts of my you know personality, interests, that sort of thing, right? And I always advise this to other people and they're like, well, what types of groups should I join? I'm like, you need to pick a variety, pick it based off of a hobby, profession, your client interest, just general interest, personality, whatever, because you don't know where your opportunities are going to come from. And if you're only in one place, you're only going to get fed those types of opportunities. I like working with other networking organizations that have the same mindset there are people first, you know, we're really supportive. We really want our people to be successful. My success isn't, you know, going to outshine somebody else. We're all here to kind of grow and support and become better together. But I think that's a really good indicator. And it's a really good question. If you're trying to figure out which groups to join, I would highly recommend asking, like, do you ever partner with other groups? Or do you ever work or even do collaboration events? Like that's a one-off, right? It's a good indicator to see, like, are they actually truly interested in your success or are they just interested in taking your money? That's so smart. And it's so true because there are lots of groups that I've joined in the UK that are like, well, if you're a part of our group, you can't be a part of that group. And I thought, gosh, well, and especially for somebody like me who is very new to the UK, I didn't know anybody but my son who was six months old at the time and my husband. And I'm like, well, how can I join one group and expect to really diversify and actually even figure out what I even like in England if I can only be committed to this one particular group. It just didn't work. And I think you got to think about it like your financial portfolio, right? You wouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket, like diversify a little bit, make it a little bit colorful, go and test the waters and see what will work for you. So Christine, tell me some of your best like networking tips for the people that you work with in your groups. So the best tip I can give somebody is a little on the uh, SAS side, but I'm going <laughs> to do it anyways because I just think it, it really hits home with a lot of people. So to become a really intentional networker, you need to think about how you're networking right now. And most people network like they date. And I'll explain. Mm. So let's think back, and I'm assuming you're not doing this now, but we're just going to play the game that you did this in college and maybe you don't do it anymore. So think about back during those times and many people, including whoever's listening, may have been the the one night stand type person, right? (laughs) You might've been at the bars, you were the bar fly, right? You were after the guys or the girls and your only motivation was one thing, right? And that was it. That was your motivation. And over time that changed and you worked on building relationships. Well, most people are like that when they network. You are only after the one and done. You are not interested in the relationship. And I encourage you to really take a look at what you're doing because you are currently that networking barfly that no one wants to talk to because they all know what your intention is. Your intention is only that one thing. You're not going to go very far. You're not going to bring too many people home. And the people you're going to bring home are probably not the right clients, right? So I hope that's super helpful, but it's a good way to really take a look at how you're actually acting in those professional spaces and the reactions that you're getting. Because if you are immediately jumping to the solutions that you provide, you are immediately pitching somebody, you're word vomiting on them is usually the phrase I use. (laughs) You're not actually asking 
more cohesive questions, like stop asking what people do, like actually ask them like, Hey, where are you at this event? Or who can I introduce you to? Or are you new here? I've never seen you here before. Tell me a fact about yourself. Like ask other things because what somebody does is usually not the reason you do business with them. What somebody does is the reason you continue having some of these relationships because it's an enhancement to them, right? It's a piece of their bigger picture. And if you're only after that one thing, you're going to get that one result and it's going to be the same every time. And you're going to get stuck in that, that hamster wheel, unfortunately, and it's going to be hard. It shouldn't be hard. Excellent. So what's on the cards for you and Ripple Effects this year? Well, we just launched the monthly membership option. The next thing that we're working on right now is actually colleges. So I've noticed there's a very large gap with college students. So we have a college membership option, but there's something else that has to happen in order for that to work. I've been having some discussions with quite a few colleges to try and figure out like there needs to be a program for a lot of colleges that actually talks to students about like how to network. Like internships is one thing, right? But having conversations Mm -hmm. with professionals and for them having the confidence and understanding of how to articulate, how to ask for things, how to ask for resources and further connections to just better their situation, I think would be extremely powerful for them. I mean, if I had learned these networking skills gosh, 15 years ago, I I don't even know what that would have done for me. Just not having to fall on my face. Like we've had to learn the hard way. Well, if we can teach these college students who have no understanding and even people that are our age and older don't necessarily have a full understanding of how to network efficiently, what could that do for our society as a whole? Like if people are operating more efficiently, I just think that could really have a really cool ripple effect down the line as these people continue to, you know, get into the workforce. That's awesome. Well, we can't wait to see that come to fruition. Good luck with that. Thanks. So before we wrap up, Christine, are there any little nuggets or drops of knowledge that you want to leave us with before we head off? I think the only thing you know that I'll offer people is never stop networking. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. I don't care if you own your own business. I don't care if you're the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation. You don't know what you're going to be doing in five years. And the day that you stop feeding your network, and what I mean by that is like being around people, is the day that it's going to be that much harder for you to get back in. So if you get back into the workforce, you change careers, it's just, it doesn't have to be hard. Life is hard enough as it is. <laughs> Set yourself up for success and network on a regular basis. I don't care how busy you get. I don't care how many clients you are. There is no reason why you shouldn't be networking on a consistent basis. And it doesn't mean daily. It could just mean once a week. It could be once or a couple times a month. Like that to me is consistent enough where your head is in the game. Other people are going to see you on a regular basis and You're going to have access to resources and support when you need it. Awesome. Christine, thank you so much for coming on Allergic to Small Talk. I know that my community is going to eat this up once it drops. I hope you have a lovely day and thank you once again. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Allergic to Small Talk is a production of Cut Class, a place where you can access me, Rochelle Grow, and Leslie Levito. We teach the world how to start and grow businesses without a formal classroom. Executively produced by me, Rochelle Grow and Cut Class. Creative direction by Sho Kazanjian. Audio editor and producer, Tom McGeoch. And music is by Fami Kaira. If you'd like to access more free resources, check out our sister podcast, Out to Launch. 
hosted by Cut Classes co-founder, Leslie Levito. She teaches people how to ditch their nine to five to start their own business. See ya.